Hello, everyone, and welcome to Live Through Jesus with Courtney Gilmore. On this episode, we're going to look back on the Israelites' journey with God so far and see what we can learn about our own journey as we walk with the Lord. Now, just as a quick side note, I'll be reading all the scripture references for you, so you're free to just sit back, listen, and absorb, or you can grab your Bible and read along. Most of the time, I'll be reading from the New King James Version, but if I switch, I'll let you know. There's generally a blog post for each one of these lessons on my website, livethroughjesus.com, and all of the past studies are done in writing and available to purchase there for under $5. The current study I may be writing as I go along, so it may or may not be there quite yet, but it definitely will be available once all of the lessons for it are complete. I'll try to let you know, but you can also just check the website periodically, maybe each week when a new blog post comes out. Okay, so now that all of that's out of the way, let's get started on this week's lesson. On the last episode, we completed the study, Beginning a Journey with God, and I do have that online for you to purchase if you would like to do that. Just go to my website, livethroughjesus.com, and you can find it there. Now, I told y'all last week that we would begin the book of Numbers this week. But as I fully completed this study and began looking at the first chapter of Numbers, I'm not exactly sure that that's where I'm going to go with it. So instead of moving on to Numbers this week, what I'd like to do is talk about this journey that the Israelites began with the Lord, because this entire study was about their lives after they left Egypt. And this is the beginning of their journey as a nation under God. And I think that it really can give us a picture of what the Christian walk is like. And so let's just go ahead and look back at some of the events that happened from the time that they crossed the Red Sea to this point, whenever they're getting ready to leave Mount Sinai and go to the promised land. Remember at the very beginning of their journey, they saw God's amazing power in rescuing them from Egypt through the plagues and then also God parting the Red Sea, allowing them to cross over and then covering the Egyptian army with that sea and drowning all of the soldiers. And you know, their reaction to this was to praise God. They sang songs of victory and they were just so excited for their freedom, right? And I was just thinking they must have felt really emboldened and invigorated and strong. But within just a couple of days, their flesh began to take over and they were thirsty. Remember, there was no water. All of a sudden, they're in this new place. They have all this freedom, but they don't know how to take care of themselves. They've lived in a land where they have had everything that they needed, but they were oppressed. Now they're free, but they don't have all of their needs being met. And so they're thirsty. And instead of turning to God, who just did all of these miraculous things for them, they complained to Moses. But Moses turned to God and God still gave them water and he gave them rest and they were rejuvenated again. But then a month later, flesh takes over again. Now they're hungry. And again, they complain to Moses And again, God provides for their needs. 
But this time in providing for them with the food, God is teaching them dependence on them for their daily bread. So each day they go out, they look for the manna that God has provided for them and all of their needs are met. They come up to a battle and they look to God for victory in it and God provides that. God sets up their whole judicial system with all of their judges, but they still don't know all the laws. Moses is the only one that is telling them how to act and what they're supposed to do. And God is going to deliver to the Israelites personally all of his laws, and he wants them to be prepared. And so he sets these strict boundaries and guidelines for the day that he's going to meet with them. And they obey all of these and they have the proper reverence for God and they enter into this covenant with him and they promise to obey all of his commands, right? They offer sacrifices and they're covered in the blood and they're reconciled to the Lord and all of it seems to look like they're going in the right direction. They're beginning their nation, their governance, and they seem to be dependent on God and obeying him and everything seems good. Even though it had been kind of a rough start, and at first they were complaining and not exactly knowing how to do everything, God was slowly teaching them how to be a nation, and they seemed to be doing okay. And then their leader went on a mission, right? God had tried to talk to them collectively as a nation, and the people were too afraid. And so they told Moses, we want you to talk to God for us. And so Moses does this. He goes on the mountain and he has conversations with the Lord, just he and God. You know, I have to wonder what it would have been like if the people wouldn't have said, we're afraid of God's voice and we just want you to mediate for us, Moses. Would God have continuously talked to the people collectively? I don't know. But they definitely didn't have that relationship with the Lord. And so Moses does. He goes on the mountain to get these laws and the people do not know what to do. And they're not allowed on the mountain with him. They can't go up there and check on him. And so only a month after they had committed to obey God, then they broke their covenant with him and they turned away from him and they formed another God in the form of the golden calf. Remember? And then they had to suffer the consequences of that and rely on God's mercy and grace to begin this whole process of obedience and dedication all over again, right? So that's really the summary of this last study. And before we move on, I just want us to see what lessons that we can learn from the Israelites as they began their journey with God. Does their journey sound familiar to us? When you began your journey with God, did you witness his power and feel the hope of new beginnings like they did? Most likely all of us did that whenever we were first saved. But then how long did it take for you to realize that your life didn't magically become struggle-free? Was there a time that you started to realize not only is this a new beginning with promise, but it's also an unfamiliar life that is going to still take work and progress and there's not going to be just an immediate victory. And then after you kind of understood that and you started to progress a little bit, did you hit that stable place where you thought everything was good and then all of a sudden your foundation's shaken? Maybe in the same way that theirs was where your Christian leader got a new job or moved on to a new place and all of a sudden you felt lost? Did something bad happen in your life that kind of shook your faith a little bit? Something that made you question things? Did you fall away from God? 
If so, how bad was that fall? Is it something like it was for the Israelites that brought deep consequences and left you begging for forgiveness and second chances? If so, I hope that God met you there and revealed himself like he did to Moses. I hope that you experienced his mercy and his grace and his steadfast love for you because he has that in store for all of his children. I hope that he showed you his glory and his power and that you felt his faithfulness in the midst of your sin. If at that time you turned back to him and you were a little stronger than you were before, then that's progress, right? That's what it was like for the people. They crashed, but they looked to him and he showed them how to depend on him. I hope that at that point, your passion for him was renewed and you began this journey with him anew. Your commitment was renewed. You decided you were going to start over and your walk with him was stronger than it was before. The reason that I talk about all of this is because the Israelites journey with God is a familiar Christian journey. I don't know your particular situation, but I would bet that it mimics this because most Christians that I've spoken to, it does. The whole Christian walk is full of ups and downs and failures and forgiveness and a new resolve. We experience growing pains whenever we're walking with the Lord, but through him, we do grow. That's the thing. We keep fighting. We keep getting back up. We learn to trust him more. We experience more of him and we learn more what it means to worship. This is the process of sanctification. We talked about sanctification a little bit last week, but this is what it looks like. This is the process of being transformed into his image from this glory into the eternal glory. The Christian journey is a struggle. It brings victory, but the victory is an eternal victory that we find in Jesus. I want to read you a few verses that Paul wrote to the Romans. If this is Paul's walk with God, then I'm fairly certain this is how it goes for all of us. This is Romans 7, 14 to 25, and it says, For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For what I'm doing, I don't understand. What I will to do, that I don't practice. But what I hate, that I do. If then I do what I will not to do, I agree with the law that it is good. But now it is no longer I that do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good lives. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good, I don't find. For the good that I will to do, I do not do. But the evil I will not to do, that I practice. Now, if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but the sin that dwells inside me. I find then a law that evil is present with me, the one who wills to do good. For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, Who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. See, this is the walk with God. The same walk that the Israelites had, being on fire for him, ready to serve him, and then quickly being hit with the reality of life and our flesh just taking over, right? 
and then slowly building ourselves back up, finally feeling like we have our feet on the ground until the foundations ripped out from under us. Temptation hits. We fall away. We turn away from his direction or his way. We stop walking on his path, stop following him, stop obeying him, stop allowing him to be Lord of our lives until something hits us in the face again and we say, I repent. I'm sorry. I went in the wrong direction. I didn't obey you. Please forgive me. Give me a second chance. And then the Lord does. He forgives us. He gives us another chance. He picks us back up. We start this journey again and so on and so on and so on, right? And the hope is that at least each time we learn from this and we get a little stronger and our faith gets a little stronger and we begin to trust him more and the time between begins to spread out further and further. And each time we get stronger and our commitment is stronger, right? That's the nature of the walk with God here on this earth. It's exactly what Paul was describing here. If Paul desires to do the right thing and still can't do it, because of the sin that's living within him, then we know that this is going to be the same for us. I don't tell you this so that you will give up because you know that you can't succeed anyway. That's not the purpose at all. As a matter of fact, it's meant to be an encouragement to show us that even godly men like Paul fall away, but they keep picking themselves up, keep going on this journey with God, because what else is our choice, right? We know that our lives without him are oppressed, just like their lives in Egypt were. And so we just continue on this journey with him, knowing that there is victory in the end and knowing that we're not alone in our struggles, that this is the nature of the Christian walk. And so I just wanted us to pause for a minute and take a lesson from this entire study before we move on, because that's the reason that I like to study the Old Testament, because as we walk with the Israelites through this entire journey with the Lord, we will see ourselves and we will learn more what it means to have Jesus come And when we read this passage here in Romans, we'll say, yeah, that's what it's been like since the beginning. Since the people began their journey with God, this has been the way, right? And so we take comfort in knowing that we're not alone in this and also courage in knowing that God is with us and he's helping us and he forgives us and he loves us and he just desires for us to grow and progress. That's all. So that's all I have for today. Make sure to go on the website and get this study in writing because there's a lot of verses in it and there's definitions of the people and the places and keywords that we talked about and just several things that you can't quite get from just listening. So you'll be able to personalize it a little bit more if you have it there in writing. And again, I'm just not sure where we're going to go from this moment. So you'll have to join us next week to find out. So make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss that episode. Leave me comments wherever you're listening. If you'd like to email me, you can email me at Courtney at LiveThroughJesus.com. Thanks and have a good day.